is coming up now on Established in the Faith. This miracle child that was given by God to save the family name. Now, lifeless, dead. The sooner you come to grips with that situation that's devastating and you don't have any control over it, the sooner you come to grips with it, the sooner you can move forward. This woman embraced her dead son. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. your Bibles this morning, turn with me please to the book of 2 Kings. The book of 2 Kings, chapter 4. 2 Kings, chapter 4. We're going to pick it up in verse 24 today. And she saddled an ass and said to her servant, Drive and go forward. Slack not thy driving for me, except I bid thee. So she went and came unto the man of God to Mount Carmel, and it came to pass, when the man of God saw her afar off, that he said to Gehazi his servant, Behold, yonder is that Shunammite. Run now, I pray thee, to meet her, and say unto her, Is it well with thee? Is it well with thy husband? Is it well with the child? And she answered, It is well. And when she came to the man of God to the hill, She caught him by the feet, but Gehazi came near to thrust her away. The man of God said, Let her alone, for her soul is vexed within her. And the Lord hid it from me, and hath not told me. I want to stop right there and continue with the message we started last week. Taking back what the devil stole. The Bible tells the story of this great Shunammite woman that built a room onto her house and furnished it with some of the finest furniture that money could buy so that Elisha, the man of God, would have a place to stay during his journeys. She was rich. She could have whatever she wanted But more than anything, she desired a son. The Bible says that her husband was too old now to father a child. And Elisha called her to the doorway of that room which she built. And he told her about this season, according to the time of life, You're going to embrace a son. And a little bit over a year later, she held a little baby boy in her arms. A miracle son that was born to save the family name. 900 years later, another miracle son would be born to a little virgin girl named Mary. 
to save you and I that our names might be written down in the Lamb's book of life. <laughs> Glory to God. This little boy was born to save the family name. But whatever the Lord gives us, we've got to diligently guard what He gives us. Salvation is the greatest gift that you'll ever receive. But Jesus said in John 10.10 that the thief cometh not but for to kill, to steal, and to destroy. 1 Peter 5 and verse 8, the Bible says that we should be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil is a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. If we allow Satan to take what God has given us, it's not simple or easy to get it back. And the Bible said that it fell on a certain day that when the child was grown, probably around four or five years of age, the little fellow went out to his father. He was out there with the reapers reaping the crop. And all of a sudden, he grabs his head and said, My head, my head. And his father looked at him, told one of his servants, Rush this little fellow back to his mama. And he sat on her knees till noon and died. Some think that he suffered a sunstroke. Now, on the outset, it seems like Satan has won. It looks like the devil got what he wanted. But I submit to you today that this son was a means to obtain something greater. And that was her faith. I want you to get that. Understand that today. Whatever area of your life that Satan attacks, his end game is your faith. Because, friend, if you lose faith in God, then he's got you. That's why the Apostle Paul said in 1 Timothy 6, verse 12, he said, fight a good fight of faith. And lay hold on eternal life. There is a battle to rob you of your faith in Christ and what he did. The only thing that could render this woman's situation was a resurrection. He that has an ear, let him hear. The entire human race is dead in trespasses and sins. And the only thing that could render our situation was a resurrection. But wait a minute. Before there could be a resurrection, there had to be a death. And before there could be a death, there had to be a birth. Jesus Christ laid aside His deity and became a man. Hebrews 4.15, he was tempted in all points, 
just like we are, yet without sin. His perfect life qualified him for the cross. The cross qualified him for the resurrection. And our faith in what he did qualifies us for all the benefits for which he paid. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I've got a computer that I use for the ministry. I use it for sermon preparation. I use it for radio programming, getting the programs uploaded to the internet and so forth. And there's a lot of power in that computer. I've learned enough to get in trouble. I've learned enough to get by. But if I really took the time and dug down deep into that thing, I'd probably find out that there's a lot of other things that I can do with it that would be beneficial. But I've not taken the time to dig that far, so therefore I don't have the benefits of all that computer can do. There are great benefits in the cross of Christ, ladies and gentlemen. And a lot of Christians today are just knowing enough to get by. But there's a whole lot more in the cross of Christ than we realize. And if we'll dig into the Word of God, are you listening to me? If you'll dig into the Word of God, you're going to find some things that's going to make your life a lot easier. Every problem that you face, the answer is in the cross. What is needed? Your faith. Faith in what he did. And my friend, Satan is out to rob you of your faith. This woman needed a resurrection. Some of you in this place, many of you listening by radio, your faith in God has died. There's been a tragedy. There's been a casket. There's been a bad doctor's report. And you've lost faith in God. Your faith in God has died. But I'm here to tell you today, there can be a resurrection. I said there can be a resurrection. Glory to God. The Bible says that she went up into the room with her dead son in her arms. This child that meant more to her than anything in this world. This miracle child that was given by God to save the family name. Her hopes. Her dreams. Are now lifeless. Dead. Life can come at you hard, ladies and gentlemen. I know I've been down the road a little piece. But I've learned that the sooner you come to grips with situations that you have no control over, the sooner you come to grips with it, the sooner you can move forward. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying? The sooner you come to grips with that situation that's devastating and you don't have any control over it, the sooner you come to grips with it, the sooner you can move forward. This woman embraced her dead son. She took him into the room that she had built onto the house for Elisha. She laid him on Elisha's bed. She shut the door and she went out. In her mind, by doing this, she was placing this situation in God's hands. She reasoned in her mind that if God, through the hands of Elisha, could bring forth this miracle child, then God could move through the hands of Elisha to bring her son back from the dead. She reasoned that in her mind. And in 2 Kings 4, verse 21, verse 22, 2 Kings 4, 22, she called to her husband and said, Send me one of the young men and one of the asses that I may run to the man of God and come again. And he said, Why are you going to him today? It is neither new moon nor Sabbath. And she said, it is well. Some of you listening to me right now, it is not well. You're running from God. Life has come at you hard. And you've given up on God. I'm here to tell you today you can have a resurrection. I'm going to lead this congregation in a sinner's prayer right now. And if you've lost faith in God today, it can be resurrected. Just pray this simple prayer right after me. The congregation is going to help you today. Saying some words won't save you. But if you'll believe it in your heart, God has promised that He'll save you. He loves you today. He died for you. He was raised from the dead for you. Now pray it with me. Dear God in heaven, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I'm sorry for my sins, the life I've lived, the things I've done. Please forgive me. Wash me. Cleanse me with your precious blood. You said in your word, that if we'll confess the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in our hearts that God has raised him from the dead, that, Lord, you would save us, that, Lord, you would write our names down in the Lamb's book of life. And right now, I believe I am washed I am cleansed, I am sanctified, I am justified, I am saved. Glory to God, hallelujah. Praise God. I'm believing that there are some of you listening by radio, you prayed that prayer with us today. 
Give us a call, if you will. Love to hear from you. 252-299-4234. Give us a call. I want to hear from you today. This woman is operating in the realm of faith. She had every reason to believe the way that she did. Just like Abraham. Paul said in Romans 4.17 that God promised Abraham that he would be a father of many nations. The Bible says he believed God. And he called those things that be not as though they were. Some of you under the sound of my voice today, you're struggling with some things in your life. I think everyone under the sound of my voice, if you're saved, you're struggling with something. Because if you're not struggling with something, then chances are you ain't saved. But there are some who are struggling with some big issues in life. And if they don't deal with them properly, then it can drag them down and totally wreck them. But by faith, you call that thing that is not as though it is. By faith, you say, I've got victory over that alcohol. By faith, you say, I've got victory over that gambling problem. By faith, you call that thing that, that is not as though it were. By faith, I've got victory over that pornography. And then there are bondages that are a little bit harder than that. It's called gossip. Controlling your tongue as a Christian. This is the hard stuff now. Envy. Malice. Jealousy. Anger, pushing away from the table, the hard stuff. You call that thing that is not as though it is. God has promised us a lot of things in his word. And if he's told us we can have it in his word, then we can call it. She went quickly. Verse 24. She saddled an ass and told her servant to drive and go forward. Slack not thy riding for me, except I bid thee. So she went and came to the man of God, to Mount Carmel. It's amazing to me how some people, they don't want to go to church because it's uncomfortable. Hadn't heard from them in years, but all of a sudden there's a car wreck. All of a sudden there's a bad report from the doctor. They pick up the phone and they call the preacher. Or they're picking up the phone and they call you. Phone goes to ringing. She told that servant, said, you drive this chariot as hard as you can go. I need to get to the man of God. The roads in them days don't like the are now. I don't know, some of the roads around here get pretty rough. <laughs> you better not go 55 down some of these roads. You'll, 
look behind you and your transmission's laying in the rear view mirror. The shocks on that chariot weren't the best in the world. But she told that servant, said, you drive this thing hard. You need to get me to the man of God. The Bible says in verse 27 that she threw herself at the feet of Elisha. Her soul was vexed within her and she told him what all had happened. Verse 31, Elisha sent his servant Gehazi to lay his staff upon the face of the child. But there was neither voice nor hearing. That wooden staff is a type of the cross. We use that word cross a lot. And there are some out there that seem to think we're talking about that wooden beam that Jesus died on. Let me tell you this, if they were to find the actual cross that Jesus died on, there ain't a bit more power in that wooden beam than there is this pew sitting here. If they were to actually find that cross, it, it would be something that men would worship and bow down before and there's no power in that wooden beam. But when I say the cross, I'm referring to what Jesus did there on the cross. You see, the Romans crucified thousands on crosses. But one day they crucified one that was the Son of God. And when he died on that cross... He defeated hell. He defeated Satan's and demons. Are you getting this? They had no dominion over him. And he rose from the dead three days later. Not just anyone dying on a cross could save mankind. It took God becoming a man. Jesus Christ entered into the human experience. He became one with man. He did it for you and I that we might be saved. Verse 34 typifies God becoming man. Let's look at it. The Bible says that Elisha went up and lay upon the child put his mouth upon his mouth, his eyes upon his eyes, his hands upon his hands, and he stretched himself upon the child. Elisha, in effect, became one with the child. God became one with man. He became a man for you and I. Verse 35, the Bible says that the child sneezed seven times and then opened his eyes. Seven is God's number of perfection, completion, and universality. The work that God performed in that little child's life was a perfect work, a completed work, a universal work, which means the work that God did in his life, he can do in your life. He can do it in my life. This little fella is one of eight individuals 
recorded in the Bible that was raised from the dead. Eight is God's number of resurrection. Other than Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ stands alone by himself. His resurrection was totally different from all these other ones. But there's another resurrection that's coming. The trump of God's going to sound. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be called up to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Resurrection. His resurrection is our resurrection. Because he lives, we can live also. This woman had a tragedy to hit her family. The devil stole something that was more precious to her than anything else in this world. But she did not lose faith in God. She needed a resurrection from God and she got it. And folks, you and I need a resurrection as well. And by faith, we can get it too. Taking back what the devil stole. today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And every Sunday morning, we have Sunday school starting at 9 o'clock and worship service at 10, as well as Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are broadcast to the parking lot for those of you who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.